Hello, nerds. We're brought to you by Proper Cloth. Proper Cloth is a premium quality, perfect fitting shirt that you can buy over at propercloth.com. Now, here's the thing. When we're getting emails from you guys, a lot of common questions are, how should I dress for my date? How can I look really good and really proper for my date in a way that will impress her? Here's the thing. There's really no right or wrong answer, but if you're wanting to leave a really great impression, Proper Cloth is going to help you with that. Now, six months back, they asked me to try out one of their shirts and they said, our shirts will last a while. Yes, they do cost a little bit more than your standard shirts, but they will last you a lot longer and that dollar will go a lot farther than it would with a bunch of these other shirts, which will rip, which will tear, which will look worn down and ratty after a few washes. Not with proper cloth. Not only is it custom fitted to fit your body in a way that's going to make you look great because that's the thing fitting clothes really does matter you don't want a shirt that looks too big on you or a shirt that looks too small on you and with proper cloth they make sure that the shirt looks perfectly fit on you so it is properly conforming to your size and shape which is great that's what you need now here's the thing these shirts do cost a little bit more and the quality is in the pricing of course but we're here to help if you use gift code nerds and love at checkout you will get twenty dollars off your first custom shirt now again these shirts do last a lot while but we're going to give you a little bit of a discount here so that you can get the shirt that you need and get into a shirt that's going to get you more dates and hopefully more success in your dating life so check out propercloth.com see what kind of shirts they have and hopefully you can find one that will get you farther in your dating life with that said let's get on with the show thanks for your time She won't get married because she's never been in love. Andy's really hot. And don't get me wrong, you're cute too, but Andy is like cut from Marvel. He's gorgeous. He's like this beautiful face and this incredible body, and I genuinely don't care that he's kind of lame. For a lot of people, love isn't just a slogan. And if he hits you again, you tell me. I'd be forced to knock his teeth out. I don't think that would be such a good idea. He's big. I'm sorry. It's written into my character to do it, so I do it. What do you mean love? You mean a big lightning bolt to the heart where you can't eat and you can't work and you just run off and get married and make babies. Wait, wait, wait. Don't leave. Don't leave, please. I could use your help. Take this quarter. Go downtown and have a rat gnaw that thing off your face. Good day to you, madam. Have you been single for far too long? Are you out of touch with the dating game? Regardless of your plight, we're here to help. Put your hands together for the crew of the Nerds in Love podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Nerds and Love podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, is Dr. Stephanie Sarkis, PhD, who you can find at stephaniesarkis.com. How are you today, Steph? I'm great. The Gaslighting book came out in the UK and in Australia. Um, it was in the UK papers this week, and it's going to be in next week. And I think the official release date is the 10th. Nice. So in case anybody's listening from the UK or Australia, there's a version of the Gaslighting book just for you. Yes, you can eat a toast sandwich and read the book. What is a toast sandwich? It it really is like the worst sandwich possible. So w- what it is is they toast a piece of bread and butter it on both sides and then put that between two untoasted slices of bread. And that's Oh, toast that sounds sandwich. delicious. You think? Yeah. I'm a, I'm a toast aficionado. Okay. I've never been a fan. I never get it. Like, it just seems like if I'm going to make a sandwich, I'm going to put, like, some meat and some cheese and some vegetables. Oh, uh, like a superfluous bread, kind of? Yeah, like, I feel like it, it like a, a toast sandwich is when you're, like, when, more like a act of desperation. Like, you look around, you're like, well, I don't have this and I don't have that. Well, I can just make a toast sandwich. But, uh... I, I want somebody to write in and tell me if they like toast sandwiches, why? Yeah. Like, what is it about I mean, a toast it sandwich? It sounds really good to me. Like, maybe you like 
season the toast maybe i don't know like yeah let us know listeners if you listen if you listen to this podcast and eat a toast sandwich at the same time let us know what, what you think of it but so where did you hear of this in the uk or australia or? uh well it was funny i was talking to a friend of mine who's from the uk and uh he was saying his favorite thing for breakfast is the toast sandwich and i'm like really and he's like yeah so and he told me about it, and I'm like, that doesn't seem like that great of a breakfast. But hey, you know what? I'm not going to judge. If you, if you but like. if it's super buttered, I could see that. Yeah. That sounds pretty good. Yeah, yeah Michael's going, uh, I don't think so. <laughs> but I also like um, uh, Marmite and, and Vegemite, so. Oh, well, yeah. The, well, the, you put like a, like a thin, you put like some butter on there and then put like a super thin layer. I'm always just a fan yeah. of uh, Nutella and peanut butter sandwiches. Those are... Oh, those are good. It's like a recent. There's an interesting story behind Nutella and how it was created. Like World War II, I guess there was a shortage on cocoa, mm-hmm. and so the, the guy that invented Nutella made it uh, added hazelnuts to kind of stretch the chocolate further. I guess. Okay, I like the hazelnut flavor, and mm-hmm. if you are a fan of the Reese's peanut butter cups, then it's basically like a healthier version of that. So, there you go, listeners. This is this. It's healthier, really. I think so. I don't know. I, maybe it's just my brain telling me that it's healthier, but... I, I think you should just go with that. Don't yeah. question it. Just go with it. Yeah. This is not the sandwich podcast, although maybe some days it should be. Uh, this is and now a... I feel like I have to double check the history to make sure I'm um, lying. <laughs> oh, and Nutella has different ingredients based on the country, too. Oh, really? Huh. Wow. Yeah, your version is sugar, modified palm oil, hazelnuts, cocoa, skim milk, powder, whey powder, le- lectin, and vanilla. Ooh. And then we get a whole bunch of extra stuff. <laughs> More hazelnuts. But yeah. What is it? What's the difference? Oh yeah, we get we get vegetable oil. You don't get vegetable oil. So you would probably have a better one. Probably. It's Canada. They give us a little bit extra. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um <laughs> This podcast is not a substitute for mental health treatment, just as a reminder. Although, if you do need help, there's people out there that you can reach out to, including Stephanie. So, definitely, if you feel like you actually need more substantial uh, professional health treatment, then, yeah, feel free to reach out. Uh, Oh, this week somebody mentioned gaslighting. Yeah, I saw that. So, I thought that was pretty neat. Well, it was kind of one of those things where I'm like, should I include this email uh, or... And then I saw the gaslighting thing. I'm like, you know what? I'm sure Steph will have a great opinion on this, but that's a little bit further ahead. But yeah, a little tease for later. I don't know if I have a great opinion, but okay. Well, well you have a opinion, so that's what counts. Okay, I tell you, I think this fight. I was just looking up the. History. And in 2012, they had to pay a three million dollar settlement because they claimed that Nutella was nutritional and had health benefits. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. We all know it doesn't. <laughs> You just tell yourselves I mean, hazelnuts, that. Hazelnuts have omega-3, right? I yeah. Mean, I don't know. Like, what's... <laughs> what's Nutella, that's nutritious. <laughs> what's worse? Putting Reese's peanut butter cups between some bread or Nutella and peanut butter? I feel like the Nutella and peanut butter would be... I think I think healthy. everyone should try both. Yeah. Or make a, put Nutella and peanut butter in a sandwich and put some Reese's peanut butter cups between there. That's next level. Or have a Reese's peanut butter cups more. Oh, there you go. Yeah. That sounds delicious. Oh, I guess we should help people. Okay. Yeah, let's help. Let's help Brad out. Brad says, "Nerds, I've been back into the dating game for four months. I've I'm having some success, but one thing I've noticed is that I enjoy exclusivity, and it's not something you assume early on. I understand that there's certainly a comfort level aspect to it. I want to get some of my dates to that level where they want to be exclusive, as it helps me feel more self assured. Is there any tips for getting a partner to that elusive exclusive status?" question Brad, it, it, when you say you're doing this to feel more self-assured i i would maybe look at it as you want to get to that level because you really like the person if you're doing it to help you feel more self-assured that that might backfire on you yeah i i question why you're actually wanting to do this because if you're doing this for your own self-purposes i assume that you're not that you don't just mean like generally like you're just going to meet a girl and be like, all right, let's get to the exclusive status. Like I'm hoping that you have, you know, standards and, you know, for, for what you're looking for aside from this. But, um, yeah, I think, I mean, the thing with being exclusive is you really have to think of what you're offering that person and whether you're offering them, uh, what they need and want. And also if, uh, you know, 
you're you're being given what you're wanting right and the thing is if you're not then yeah people are gonna want to look around and see what they can find so you can't there's no way that you're gonna be able to like just go out there into the general dating populace and go well let's be exclusive because everyone's gonna be different and everyone's gonna have different sort of uh parameters for what they feel like is their level of comfort for that. And I think you touched on this where you say like, yeah, it's a comfort level thing. I, I agree. I think people, when they're at that certain level of comfort with somebody that they're willing to be exclusive with, then, you know, they'll certainly consider it. Um, but I think just getting to know the person and taking them out and, you know, supporting them and just general dating stuff will get you there. If you're not getting there, then, you know, maybe you might want to consider that there might be some other factors hindering that. Maybe you might want to ask your dates. I know we've said this before, but asking your dates for feedback, both good and bad, can uh, always be helpful. So try to find out from your dates, like, what exactly might be stopping them from wanting to be exclusive with you. So and, and you can't make someone be exclusive, it just kind of happens. So yeah. you have to both want it. Exactly. And some people and some people just want a casual friends with benefits thing so you know maybe they don't want to be exclusive it depends on what the person wants so there's a lot of different factors so i wouldn't worry about it as much as maybe you already are and and brad is totally okay to want to be exclusive with someone yeah as long as it's for the right reasons and it's actually you know i guess my whole thing is reading this i'm like oh i hope you're not just wanting to be exclusive with anybody you meet under the sun because that might be problematic well, I'm reading that he's been back in the dating game for months, and I can see how if he was in a long-term relationship, he really liked that, and yeah. that he wants to know when that might happen for him again. That's what I was kind of reading into it, which I think it's normal to, to want to feel exclusive with someone um, and get into a relationship, because it's been four months, and maybe Brad's just in a place where... Really well, and I think the thing with the self-assurance, too, is maybe more so that there's certainly a certain kind of maybe self-assurance in the sense that like you know that that person is not dating anybody else or maybe you don't have to worry about competing with other people or if you have social anxiety you don't have to date anymore because you met somebody yeah i mean that's a big draw yeah there's a lot of benefits to being exclusive for sure um as, as to how you get there everyone's a little different but i think just communicating with somebody and seeing you know maybe what you can do to offer them some assurances uh, we'll go a long way. Mm-hmm. All right. Did you want to read Derek's email? Derek. Nerds. Recently, I've been dating this girl. It was a lot of fun, but she's technically separated from her ex-husband, but not divorced. I've asked her where she's at with this process, and she says she's avoiding it because it's going to be a lot of stress for her. While I don't mind that she's been separated thus far, I think it's important for both of us in the long run if she's divorced. Am I wrong for thinking this? What can we do? Derek, no, I don't think you're wrong for thinking this, I, but I think she's been very clear that she's not ready to get divorced. So balls in your court as to whether you're accepting of that or not. Um, and technically separated? Yeah, yeah, she is separated. But again, not divorced, as you clearly know. So uh, if it, I, I, I think being in limbo and not separating, but I mean, not divorcing, but still being in separation, I think that's actually more stress than just going through and doing the divorce process. Yeah. But everybody's different. So, um, you know, avoiding it, avoiding divorce doesn't solve the problem. So, but again, at least she's being clear. So Derek, it's up to you. Are you okay with someone that is, that may be kind of permanently separated? Yeah. And there are people who are just separated and they don't get divorced and you can still move on. As for whether you can like legally marry somebody if they're still not, you know, fully divorced, I think maybe that's what you're getting at, Derek. Um, And I, you know, I think... You know, obviously, you can't really force this person to divorce with their former partner. But um, if this is something that's a hindrance to you and you feel like it's never going to be fully resolved, then I would say it's maybe time to cut your losses and move on. But um, maybe talk to the person and maybe find out, you know, why uh, they don't want to get divorced. I know they say that it's stressful, but why is it stressful? Like, was this an abusive relationship? Are they, you know, afraid of uh, confronting their ex? Because there are ways around that if you're getting a divorce. So you may want to look into uh, options that are available to her if she does actually want to get divorced. If not, I'd maybe wonder if maybe she's considering maybe getting back together with her ex. 
because if she's not wanting to get divorced, then maybe that means that she doesn't want to necessarily close that window. Uh, or is she not? Or is she not separated and she's cheating? That's that's a smaller percentage chance of that happening, but it's yeah. still something to, to consider. Mm-hmm. And and Derek, when you say that she's technically separated from her ex husband, it's actually her husband. He may be estranged, but I would start looking at is this is her estranged husband, not her ex husband, just to maybe send the reality home to you a little more that she is not divorced. Yeah, uh, not her ex husband. So. Uh, yeah, if it's she's avoiding because it's not gonna be a lot of stress for her. Well, uh, again, well, at least she said that she's pretty clear she's not getting divorced. So again, yeah. up to you. Yeah, she's let you know what she is willing and not willing to do. You can maybe yeah. try to expand on that a little bit more. But if she's not willing to budge, then yeah, it might be a sign that there's some major uh, incompatibilities there. All right. I know you ask, what can we do? Uh, it sounds like she's already said what she's willing to do on her half of the bargain, which is she's yeah. not getting divorced. So now it's what can you do? Yeah, instead that's, of we. that's an important differentiation. I, I think the we part is a little one sided in this point because it feels like Derek's the only one that really wants to actually do something about this. So mm-hmm. best of luck, though, Derek, and hopefully you guys yeah. can resolve it. Um, let's uh, read Trevor's email here. Trevor says, nerds, I'm a 35-year-old and a virgin. I was never able to get a girlfriend and just never got to the point of intercourse. So now I'm seeing this girl and she is my age. She's asking about my dating past. I've lied and told her that I have had significant relationships. I've also been lying about my sexual history. I don't want her to think that I'm inexperienced. However, things are progressing and she wants to spend nights at my place. What should I do? Is there any way I can quote unquote fake it and before I make it? Trevor. Well, my feeling was first, uh, do you even have to say anything? Because that's your private information. And if you're concerned that she might know, the chances are if she's really into you, she's not even going to really pay attention to whether you might be experienced or not. I. You know, she thinks you're experienced, so she's going to see it through that lens. I. Um, so, yeah. You're going to have a different view. I can feel it. Oh, yeah. First I'm off, waiting. I think it's extremely troublesome and problematic that you're lying to your... your okay, let me, let me put this for you from my point of view, which is if I went out a date with someone, they're 35, and they said, virgin, I go, uh-oh, what's going on? Yeah, and this is really tough because I, I've, I know from friends of mine who are virgins, they say that you know, at a certain point being 30 plus and saying you're a virgin starts to kind of come across as a detriment to a lot of uh, people and they may even just potentially not even want to talk to you. So I'd understand that that can be hard, but not being fully truthful is also kind of problematic. And that's kind of where I'm like, oh boy, there's like a lot to sort of unpack here. Right, um, it's already been done. Yeah. And that's the thing you've already lied. So and the thing is, too, is so, do you come clean or do you just go ahead and sleep with the person? And not... and I, I I can I don't know. Maybe it's I just, mean, I get why you lied. I'm not saying it's OK. No, no. I, and I, I I that's the thing. I understand. And I don't think it's like a fully malicious kind of a lie. Like it's not like no. Trevor is lying to, you know, hurt somebody. He's really lying to protect himself. But. I think my issue here is, is first off, you're you're lying, and I think in a lie is a lie. I mean, whether you do it to protect yourself or to harm others, you're still lying, and that can be interpreted either one of which ways. And I, you know, this person might not take too kindly if they find out that you've been lying. Also, the other thing too is, you also now. you're you're saying you know is there any way i can fake it before i make it i think sexually it's kind of hard to fake it like if you don't have experience that's going to show pretty early on um i think the best thing you can do is maybe just be honest at this point and just kind of tell her like hey you know i you know I don't really have that much experience and I, you know, am willing to sort of be patient and learn or something like that. Like try to maybe just, you know, be honest, but also show a willingness that you are willing to kind of, you know, maybe try to work on it. But yeah, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of a, it feels like a lose-lose situation at this point, honestly, like reading this, I was like, wow. Okay. 
I, in my, at least in my eyes, I'm like, what can you really do to salvage this? I, I mean, I, yeah, you could be honest. Yeah. But I, but I think also, Trevor, when you meet someone that that you click with, you probably will have no problem telling them that you're 35 and a virgin. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. No. I mean, yeah, like I said, you know, I may give a pause and go, but that would be more because have you been in a relationship? And that's not always fair that I would go, hmm. But, you know, I can see why you, you lied about it. Um, but again, you know, yeah, if you're going to, if you're going to be intimate with somebody, you probably should come clean with it. But then the other part of me is like, well, that's none of her business anyway. So, I, yeah. But and, I know, what you're, I, I see what you're saying about the lying part. Because, yeah, I mean, the best thing would be if you didn't get in this situation. But Trevor made that decision. He's in that situation. So, and uh, I think maybe yeah, I think you, you either can be honest about it or, or maybe even look at why did I feel the need to lie with this person? Did you yeah. was there something about her that you felt like she wasn't going to accept you? Or is is that I mean, that's obviously your stuff and not hers. But mm -hmm. is this maybe even the right person that that you weren't honest with her? Yeah, and I think it's like what, what's your what's your goal with lying, right? Like, if your point is to get to the point where maybe you finally have sex, is that really worth it? Because in the long run, this it, it, you may have that one night together, but are you going to have a continual relationship, right? It's kind of like how I'm viewing it. Is like, yeah, sure, you maybe might get to that point where you have sex, and I think maybe. Trevor, maybe that's your goal right now is to maybe just get to that point where you, you know, have sex. But is that going to get you further beyond that? And I guess that's kind of where I'm kind of coming from is more like it may get you to that point. But where are you going to go beyond that? I think one thing you could do, too, is maybe and I kind of feel bad for saying this because it's not like I'm trying to say lie, but I'm saying more don't tell the full truth but maybe you can say something along the lines of i'm i'm not as experienced as some or something like that you know maybe you don't have to tell her completely that you're a virgin but maybe set more realistic expectations yeah because that is a private that is private information yeah and i feel like there's a middle ground there between being like you know i'm the ron jeremy of wherever you live and saying you know i'm a virgin there, there's a middle ground there you don't have to like necessarily tell somebody that you're a virgin but you don't have to go and lie about your dating past lie about being in significant relationships in your sexual history you can just say you know i you know i you know whatever i i don't think i think you're maybe giving to her your the person you're with too many details is what i'm trying to say like you don't have to necessarily tell her that much um but yeah this is kind of an odd situation and i'm kind of i really actually hope trevor that you follow up with us because i'm really curious how this whole pans out well i'd also think too ideal case would be trevor you know kind of fesses up and she's like oh by the way i'm almost 35 and a virgin and then everything's great yeah wouldn't that just be perfect? so that's that's what i'm that's what i'm thinking I mean, that would, that would be a great romantic comedy. Like, he's thinking all along, like, like you know, I'm not going to tell her the truth. And then all then she's like, oh, well, what if he knows I'm not experienced? And then everything turns out wonderful in the end. Or, you know, and not to be too cynical, but, you know, you, you, you know, get with her. And then you can tell people, hey, I've been with one girl. <laughs> Maybe it didn't quite work out long term, oh, but, you know. But it's okay if he's just with one girl. Yeah, you That's know. Okay and really, there's nothing wrong with being a virgin. But I do understand right. that. After a certain while, and this is not to say that I agree with this, but there is certainly a perception that, like, you know, hey, this person's 30 plus years old and they're still a virgin. But there's a lot of people that, for various reasons, maybe it's social anxiety or whatever else, they just. Or never, religious beliefs. Or religious That's beliefs. That's another reason why. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that would, again, like, like if it was somebody that I was dating, my question would be, well, what relationship experience have they had? It's not so much the sex part, it's the. Have they been in a committed relationship? Yeah. That would, that would be the bigger question. Yeah. But either way, Trevor, like I said, please do follow up because I'm actually really curious how this all pans out. But, yeah, again, uh, I, I take a look at the base issue, which is what is it about this person that you felt the need to lie? Yeah. Um, because it just may not be a good fit for you. Yeah, and that's, that's just it, you know, and... Um, I have to wonder, too, if maybe the fact that he is a virgin is sort of influencing maybe more of a direct kind of need to address that immediately rather than thinking long term. But it also mm. seems like, Trevor, you're also thinking long term as well, which is kind of where I'm kind of like, hmm, this seems kind of interesting because 
you know, I, I know of a lot of guys who may be in this situation who would just lie, 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 and get to that point where they have sex just for their own self-gratification, and then whatever happens, happens. But <clears throat> I also think, too, that you, I also get the sense that you're also maybe thinking about a future with this person, which kind of makes it interesting because you're not one of those guys that's just lying and okay with it just to get your own self-interest is fulfilled. So that's why it's kind of interesting because it's like, I, I, I can tell, I know from a lot of, you know, from knowing a lot of guys that would be in this situation that they would just lie just to, you know, like you say, fake it till they make it. But I, I, I get the impression you want more than that. And that's where it gets a little more complicated. So. Yeah. And it's not like you lied about who you are. No. Or you know, something like that. So, and again, you know, the argument can be made that is any of her business, but um, you know, it, yeah, I, I'm interested to see what happens too. And also, too, there's... A Trevor, you're 36 and a virgin, that's okay, too. Yep. And also, too, there's nothing also... There's also the reality, too, that for a lot of people, the first time they have sex will be a little awkward. So, I mean, it's entirely possible that this person may just chalk up whatever happens to just being, like, simple first-time jitters. So, there's always that as well. Not to say you should necessarily rely on that, but that is that is a potential possibility as well. All right. Should we move on to Jenny's email? Sure. Jenny says, nerds, my boyfriend and I have been dating for a year and I've had a few issues along the way. First and foremost, finances. He's frequently has cars declined. He will always have an excuse, unexpected withdrawal payment, lost track of how much he had, check didn't come through. He also has some anger issues. He's never directed it to me, but towards coworkers and strangers particularly. Two weeks ago, he punched a coworker. He was fired for this. I was hoping to get him on track and was having him save some money. Uh, with the goal that he used this money as a rainy day fund. When he was fired, I said he should take anger management classes and work towards finding a different job. Instead, he wants to take the money and travel. He has 6000 saved up and is already planning on traveling. This is so outrageous to my mind. I'm thinking I should talk him down from this, and considering that I got him to start saving, I feel like he may listen to me. Still, I'm not sure if I'm being gaslit here and having a hard time making up my mind whether I should work with him on this or walk away. Jenny. Jenny, aside up from all the money stuff, he punched his coworker. Yeah. That to me would be a deal breaker right there because he obviously has some issues with anger management. Yeah. And regardless whether it's directed to you or not, it's still pretty severe. It's still, yeah, it's, it's still a, a harbinger, so to speak, of possible, you know, if you've had violence in other places, you're more likely to um, also engage in domestic violence. So you just want to, you know, and that may not be the case, Jenny, with him, but it also is a risk factor. Mm-hmm. So, and, and also you got some codependent codependent behavior going on that you're trying to help him with all this stuff. And I'm wondering what's its impact on you. Mm-hmm. you know, you're trying to get him on track and that's great that you helped him with the money, but you know, he's telling you he wants to travel with it and you can't make somebody do something that, that they don't want to do. Yeah. So, and talking about of stuff isn't your job. No. But again, the bigger issue is that he has a history of violence. Yes. Yeah, no, I agree. The The violence is a real issue here. Uh, also, too, he doesn't want to get anger management classes. If he was willing to work on it, I could see maybe there being a chance that you could, you know, have him go to the anger management classes. Uh, it sounds like he's rather more willing to walk away from the situation and just let things remain as they are uh, instead of improving them. And that's a real red flag to me. Uh, if people have it it's inevitable that people will have issues we all do in one way shape or form but you know the real difference is going to come down to are you willing to work on it and this guy is clear that he doesn't want to work on it as for the money i mean for better for worse that is his his money and how he wants to spend it is up to him and you can you know disagree with it all you want and i uh, agree with you, Jenny, that, you know, saving up $6,000 and going to, you know, use it on a trip is probably not the wisest when this person, you know, seems to be maybe a little unstable, maybe perhaps might have issues keeping a job. But ultimately, that's their money and you can't force him to spend money one way or another. Um, I think it's clear to me based on what I'm seeing that it's good for you to walk away. Uh, it's clear that he doesn't want to work on his anger issues and uh, the money finances seems to be a very glaring uh, issue as well. I think it's time that you just let him spend the money as he wants and let him sort himself out. You are, you don't, 
have to engage with him and keep him on a path. If he doesn't want to stay on that path himself, then you know he he will have to suffer the consequence consequences. Unfortunately, but I think it's at the point now where you you really should just walk away and maybe find someone else or be. And, and as far as the gaslighting part, I think Jenny, what you're referring to is you feel like he might be gaslighting you because he might be manipulating, it, traveling with the money to kind of toy with you. Um, and either way, if there was gaslighting or not, he's still got a lot of behavior issues. Yeah. So again, you know, if he's gaslighting you, get out. Uh, if because the gaslighting relationships tend to not get better, they just get worse. Mm -hmm. um, and if again, if he's toying with you and making the story up about he wants to travel and he's going to save up the money instead, why do you want to be with someone like that? Uh, and then uh, the other part is, well, if he's telling the truth, that's not acceptable to you either. So it sounds like, like what Kurt said, this is this is a, a thing where uh, your best option is probably out. Mm -hmm. Also, too, he I think I'm kind of wondering if jenny contributed to the six thousand dollars as well like if she maybe oh. put in some money into that so maybe that's why she maybe feels invested in how he spends the money either mm. way i was just thinking that like if even if that's the case walk away it's not worth it it, mm. it um because he I was punched just, a co-worker he punched a co-worker yeah. just remember that he that, punched a co-worker yeah that's unacceptable behavior but i mean have you had anybody at your work punch any co-workers no just curious We're all no very... you haven't i i haven't either no so that's pretty that's a big deal jenny yeah you know when i go that's to a work... big red flag that's a magenta flag yeah you know maybe at the most people raise their voices but people will also apologize but never get to the point of violence like that so right yeah. and and let's say like he was let, let's say the person was bullying him or something and punched him well it, then he might not have gotten fired the fact he was fired I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, did, I haven't worked for a corporation, but um, I'm thinking like if, the, if it was justified, he wouldn't have been fired. I don't know, Kurt. What do you think about that? Um, or we have been fired anyway, just for throwing a punch at somebody. I defending mean, himself. either way, there's. Okay. It comes down to conflict resolution, and if somebody is mm -hmm. bullying you, if somebody's even being physically violent with you, that doesn't justify reciprocation. So. Um, I don't, but I feel like if this person has anger management, they might have not even been reciprocating. They may have been provoking. So it's mm -hmm. either way, it's, it's time to step away. And I was thinking, even if you're, even if you put money into that 6,000, it's not worth it. There's no Consider amount it of, a gift and, and the money's gone. Yeah. At this point, any money that he has saved up is technically, and for the most part, legally his don't even bother because you're going to stress yourself out and it's going to end up costing you both time, money, and emotional distress. So it's just best to walk away. And I was yeah, thinking that. Think about, oh, go ahead. I was just thinking because there's no way that if he saved up the $6,000 all by himself, that I feel like Jenny would be that invested in how he spends it. Like, yes, maybe it might upset her, but like. I feel like maybe there's a little bit of her own money in that 6000 but even if that's the case, I'd say. Well, from my, a gaslighting perspective, maybe. you can get to the point where you've been manipulated for so long that you start feeling responsible for the other person's behavior. Mm -hmm. So it could be that it's possible that she actually didn't contribute to the 6000 and she just talked to him about saving up. But in a gaslighting relationship, you are manipulated into being dependent on that person. Yeah. So I think that it's possible if he's a gaslighter. Um, but it, I mean, the bottom line is, should you uh, work with him on this or walk away? Jenny, I'm not sure what you could even work with him on. Yeah. He's made up his mind clearly several times. He punched a co- He, mm -hmm. yeah, that's, he saved up money. That's great. But you know, he has told you very clearly what he's going to do with the money. Whether Yeah. He's still, he could be lying. He could be telling the truth. Either one's not acceptable. Yeah. So. Either way, he's made up his mind, and it sucks. But yeah. it's time to. Be and he punched a coworker. Let me add that too. Oh yeah, just this is just a bad situation <laughs> this is all such around. A huge one. Yeah, this is just a bad situation. Best to best to just move along. Right, yeah. and Jenny too. Like, where do you see this relationship going in a few years? Yeah. You know, like this this level of issues at a year. This stuff usually doesn't get better. No, and I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but. You got you guys got some serious 
stuff going on. You know, the anger issues, especially that's particularly concerning. What I'm just imagining is that Abe Simpson gift from the Simpsons where he walks in to the, to the, you know, building hangs up his hat and immediately turns around, grabs his hat and just walks out. I'm just mad. Just, just do that. Just <laughs> grab your hat and walk out that door. There or the proverbial go. hat. Maybe you have an actual hat. Who knows? <clears throat> or get okay. a hat. Oh yeah. Get ahead. I mean, you know, break things off with this guy and then go celebrate by getting yourself a new hat. Yeah. Everyone should have a nice hat. There we go. That's a good episode title for this week. You could also use the hat just for effect, you know, when she's like walks out the door. Yeah. But no, want to like, you know, take that extra time that you no longer have to help him with issues and, and go get yourself a hat. Go get yourself a hat. Yeah, that's a good episode title yeah. for this Practice week. Practice some good self-care too, Jenny, because it sounds like you've been focusing so much on him. I just want to make sure you're taking good care of yourself. Yeah. And that's something that like goes for everybody. You know, don't forget that at the end of the day, you really should love yourself too uh you don't have to well that's number one right you gotta take good care of yourself to contribute to a relationship exactly you know and it's hard sometimes to remember this but you know the the funny the the most beautiful thing about anybody can be self-confidence and self-love so when you love yourself and you really are putting in a lot of attention and care to yourself, it's going to show when it's going to come across in a very radiant and beautiful way. So yeah, everyone go get a hat. That was very beautiful. I like that. Yeah. That's something I just believe in in general. And I think for a lot of these emails, I'm not, I I know it's just chuckling, but really it's kind of funny because it really just boils down to a lot of people just maybe just getting to the point where they just love themselves a little more. No. Nothing selfish about that. Nope. All right. I'm going to write this episode title down before I forget, because I've been doing that a lot lately, where I just... What's your what's the episode title? Everyone go get yourself a hat. Oh, excellent. There we go. So I don't forget. I like that. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's move on to Brianne's email. Okay. Brianne says, nerds, I've been married to my husband for 10 years and... For a long time, we were happy. Then my husband told me that he wanted to divorce, and we went to couples counseling. It was helpful, and we learned a lot about ourselves. During the course of the counseling, it was suggested that we do trial separation. So we did. For six months, we lived separately and gave it a try. Eventually, we decided to get back together. Excuse me. For the most part, things are better. However, I noticed that my husband has been distant sexually. Then, when homesick one day, I received a voicemail that he needed to call an STD testing facility back about results. I suspect he may have contracted something during his time apart. Now I feel like I can't reconcile this. I expected he may date around. That was established as being okay. But this is a whole other level. How should I address this with him, or is it time to reconsider or to consider a divorce? I'm leaning towards the latter if it makes a difference. Brianne. So. Do a uh, reverse search on this number, because mm-hmm. if you're living in the U.S., that may be a HIPAA violation. I I really doubt in the U.S. that an STD testing facility would call back about results and say they are an STD testing facility. That's a big no. Um, so you know, do a reverse dial. Look up this place. See if it is what it really says it is. Yeah. Um, it could it could be a, a jilted ex-lover that's you know trying to get back at him or something because again they usually do not say they usually just say hi we have results of your test can you call us back or they just say hi this is you know john call me back or whatever they don't or they don't leave a message at all now if, if on his paperwork he said um you know yeah you can leave your you know like your hipaa paperwork um you can say like who you are okay with them calling giving results to but i doubt he put I'm okay with my wife having these results and you, yeah, you can leave a message with her. That seems odd that he would do that. So I would really see if this place is a real place. Yeah. I, I wonder too, like if it's maybe that, you know, uh, brand, you looked it up maybe already. Cause yeah, I doubt that they would just say, Hey, we're an STD care or STD testing facility. That seems like, yeah, a little bit too on the nose, but well, okay, let's let's go from the let's go from this is a real STD place. So, Brant, you did agree that you would date other people, and unfortunately, part of that is possibly contracting STDs. Maybe the bigger concern is that he didn't wear a condom, mm-hmm. um, and then how many times did he not use a condom? Uh, and also, he's being sexually distant now, which is an issue. 
Um, if things were clicking between you guys sexually, I wouldn't think that this would impact you as much. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, it, should you address this with your time because you're divorced? Yeah, I mean, if you guys are on that kind of brink, uh, yeah, this sounds like something you should address with them. With the understanding, though, that you guys agreed that that it was going to be okay for you guys to date. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, that doesn't take away the sting and the pain of this happening. Uh, but you get it's it. He did not break a, a rule that you guys established. Other yeah. than if you talked about, you know, if you're going to sleep with somebody, use a condom, or you can date but not sleep with someone. Um, but yeah, it's time to sit down and talk. And and can you let it go? Yeah. And it and and I I think it depends on whether you may have contracted. Um. So yeah, that's a tough question. Yeah, I, the thing is, I I want to believe that you know, Brianne, you've done your research at the very least to make sure that a that the the phone call that you received was authentic because something tells me you would probably have searched the number already and all that. So I'm hoping you have because yeah, that would be kind of like a first step. Never there. assume. That's true. I want to believe that you did, Brianne. Maybe I could see somebody like if if I was Brianne and I got this call, mm. I would probably be so upset about it that I would not have even considered dialing in until a friend said, "Hey, that sounds kind of fishy," and she mm. called back. And I was like, "Oh, right." Like, and I have a PhD, which doesn't necessarily mean I'm smart, but no, she's no. like, "I figure that out, right?" So, but mm-hmm. I could see getting so upset about it that it's hard to take a step back and look at it. Yeah. And it's it's tough because it's like, I think what this really boils down to is just ask them, you know, uh, part of, you know, maybe you working out this relationship with him will, you know, ultimately involve more communication and you need to be able to communicate with him and ask him these questions. It may be tough and whatnot, but I feel like you're justified in asking it if only because you guys did spend time apart you did specify that it was okay to date other people you don't know necessarily what a sexual activity was like um something tells me it probably would be a good idea to even if you're not you don't want to ask him directly to maybe just say hey you know maybe is it okay that we both get sexually tested because if you've been married for, you know, the 10 years... Wait, wait a been... second. Do you mean, like, not telling him that this, that this place called? Yes. Like, don't acknowledge it. But maybe just say, hey, let's get tested. Because if you've spent six oh, months... Oh, wow. Yeah. See, I would be like, you know what? This place called and left him a voicemail. And if you verify this is an actual place, yeah. then I would say, yeah, he has a right to know that they called. Well, and the thing is... Now, if it's on her, on her cell phone, that's really fishy. Why well, would it be going to her voicemail unless it's their house phone? Yeah, that's what And I'm not thinking. a lot of people have house phones much anymore, so... No. Well, I'm just that thinking... That seems really fishy to me. Yeah, let's... But sorry, go ahead. No, I'm just thinking because... I mean, how do you acknowledge this in a in a way that doesn't... Like, it, it's tough because... Maybe it was a prank phone call. Maybe it was just an ex who's jilted. Maybe it is authentic. But I feel like the best way would be to remove the phone call from the scenario. I'm not saying, like, don't tell him that these people called. But what I am saying is, is that you were apart for six months. And you don't know what his sexual activity was like during that time. And now you have questions and concerns. I don't think there's anything wrong with you saying, let's get text- let's get ourselves tested to see where we're both at before you are both sexually active again because you have no idea what he was doing during that time and likewise he doesn't know what you were doing during that time and not to infer anything about you uh brianne and your sexual activity but to say you know i don't think there's anything wrong with you going up to him and saying hey let's just both get tested i don't think you have to necessarily turn it into an assumption based on the phone call because again we don't know the legitimacy of it but if you are concerned then you know, say, hey, let's both get tested. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with that uh, because you both are coming from the situation where, yeah, you were apart and you just have no assurances of what happened during that time. So that's where I'm kind of like, remove the phone call. Sorry, I just came to a realization that she was homesick and she got a voicemail, which means it probably went to the phone. Yeah, that's what I'm assuming. Which I doubt that he left his house number as a number to call with. I mean, there's been dumber things that have happened. So, I mean, really, I mean, like, you would you would you leave your house number or your cell number? 
I would I would leave my cell phone number, but then again, I, I you know, I'm I, I, right. And again, I mean, she, Brianne, you must you may not be in the U.S., but you know, in HIPAA forms, you have to say, is it okay to leave a message as is it okay to call? Yeah, and so, you know, who knows? Maybe he was. Sounds fishy. Maybe he hmm? was. Maybe he was, you know, thinking that, you know, he would get to the voicemail before she does. I, Or maybe he doesn't have a cell phone. Who knows? I'm just or saying. Or the STD testing facility could have messed up. Yep. And called the wrong number. Yeah. So, but I think you do have to address it in some yeah. way. And yeah, both getting tested. But, you know, I, you could say this, this really odd thing happened. I got this phone call from this STD clinic. And, you know, I reverse called it because I thought that was kind of weird. Yeah. And yeah, it's a real place. So uh, tell me what's going on. I yeah. think you can just start the conversation like that. You can. But again, yeah. with the understanding that you guys agreed that you would date other people, and I'm assuming part of that would be that you'd be sexually active with them, unless it was specified that you were going to date but not be sexually active. Yeah. And I guess, like, I don't know. It's kind of funny because in my eyes, if you remove the phone call from this, what this really just boils down to is you – to spending six months apart and you having reservations about what might have happened during that time, whether the phone well, Annie's distance sexually, which which yeah. you know that's a that's a, a can be a big issue. Yeah, that's I, a, sex isn't a big issue until it becomes until you're not having it. Yeah, you know. So, um, I think I, I would say, Brianne, you know, maybe try couples counseling, and if your husband doesn't want, that's that's a, a red flag. Yeah, uh, but if he doesn't want to go, at least go for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, because I can see that this would this would stir up a lot of feelings that are are really hard to deal with. Yeah, and it's tough because this is a really tough situation. Like, how do you acknowledge something that maybe technically you shouldn't have known about? Like, that's kind of where a lot of this issue comes from as well, right? Is how do you bring it up in a way where you obviously know this information, but are you allowed to know this information? And yeah, stuff's right. And in case you don't, for those who don't know what HIPAA compliance means, HIPAA basically applies to medical information and its protection. So HIPAA basically means that uh, a medical facility basically has to protect the data of its clients from, or uh, what's the proper word? Maybe not clients, um, patients uh, from others that are not authorized to access that data. So, Hypothetically, yes, uh, Brienne, you shouldn't, if this is in the U.S., then yes, hypothetically, you should not have known that information because HIPAA cl- compliance would mean that you're not authorized to know that information. So um, just in case anyone's curious, because I'm sure there's probably a few people who are like, what's HIPAA compliance? Yeah. I don't know what that is. Yeah, it, it came about from uh, more and more medical records becoming electronic rather than written. Yeah. So there was a law or laws established to yeah guarantee uh, patient confidentiality. Yeah. Now, if you've been to therapy, we were already kind of practicing these yeah. guidelines. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just, it's actually part of the, one of the A's is accountability. Yeah. And and that's what it means is that if you are a medical facility, you have to have certain things in place mm-hmm. uh, to make sure that this information is not shared with other people. Or if you want to share it with someone else, you fill out a protected health information form that you write exactly who you want to have contact and how yeah. and how you want to be contacted. And that's that's now federal law. So. Yeah. And, and I'm guessing the- a lot of countries have something similar. Uh, do you have something similar in Canada? Uh, No, but... Like for instance, like in for my for my day job, I work for a software developer, and the program that we sell is HIPAA compliant. So I'm like, I, Look I know. At you. I was wondering how you're so HIPAA hip. Yeah, well, it's because I'm like, I know that. I, our software is HIPAA compliant. So um, good for you, yay! But I think generally speaking, I mean, even if you're in a country that's not HIPAA compliant, yeah, that information should be more protected. But it's hard to know sometimes, and again, like. <laughs> I see Brienne going, I did not ask about your laws. I just, I no, no. And, and that's the thing. Like, I like I still stand by the fact that the phone call is like, yes, the phone call is in this email, but it's ultimately irrelevant because ultimately it comes down to he's sexually distant. Uh, you know, you had that six months apart. You have reservations. Just ask him to ask him about it or ask him to get tested. Just yeah, and there's nothing wrong with bringing it up because again, you were apart for six months and you have no way, assurances of what happened during that time. And if you don't have any assurances, then how can you confidently make have an answer, right? That's where you have to kind of fill that in by getting facts 
getting him well, getting I, tested or something like that. And right? now that I, I just reread it again, it says the voicemail said he needed to call an SD testing facility back about the results could be negative. Maybe exactly. he maybe he he went because you know he knew that you guys were getting back together and wanted to make sure that he was clean. So yeah, exactly. We don't want to assume that it's it's all one result or even whatever. I don't know. It's... I just say this is kind of odd. And again, double check the number, make yeah. sure it came from STD place, and then call and then just say, hey, this really odd thing happened. We got this mail. Yeah. And then just just see what he says. I think that's going to be a real litmus test. Is see what he says when you say this is really odd. I got this voicemail, and then yeah. you can play it for him in case he's like, oh, I don't. You must have misunderstood. You're like, nope. Yeah. And then play it. Either way, you say that you're siding with divorce, and I mean, if that's ultimately where you lie, we talked about this last week, and we've said it multiple times. But a relationship requires both people to want to work on it, and. If you're if you're finding that there's issues with this relationship and marriage, then and they can't be uh, reconciled, then yeah, I think it's maybe time to look into a divorce. But talk to and, him first. Yeah, yeah. And also, I, I just noticed too that your husband initiated the talk about divorce to begin with, and you yeah. did go to couples counseling. So it may be that it's time just to go back to that same counselor if you felt like that was helpful. Yeah. And again, if your husband doesn't want to go, that tells you a lot of where he's at. Yeah. Something tells me maybe he's already made up his mind, especially if. Mm-hmm. But then it's weird because why would he get tested? I don't know. There's a lot going on in this. <laughs> the, the sexually distant part, I think, is actually more of an issue. That seems to be like more of an issue, I think, than the, all the other stuff. Yeah. Like you were saying, like separate the phone call out. The fact he's being distant sexually and you're trying to get back together. Yeah. And work things out. Yeah, that's concerning, especially if he wasn't distant sexually and all of a sudden he is. Like, I feel like the phone call, Brianne, is maybe giving you a hint that maybe there might be something, but mm. we, we're mentioning, like, how do you bring up the phone call? I don't even think you have to bring up the phone call. I think you can just say, hey, you were we were apart for six months. Uh, you know, before we we get back together sexually, I would like to, you know, basically get tested. And you can even say that, like, I think it would be best if both of us get tested. You know, you don't have and to. What if he goes, hey, oh, by the way, yeah, I already did. And I'm expecting yeah. a phone call. Did you get somebody on the voicemail from the STD testing place? Even better. <laughs> See, then, I guess that's just my style. Is I'd be like, hey, yeah. this really weird thing happened. Yeah. Because so, I feel like a lot. Phone call. I feel like a lot of the stress for Brianne is coming from how do I bring up the phone call? And I think you don't have to. I don't think you have to utilize that. And we don't even know what information that actually is. Like, you're right. Uh, you know, Steph said this might even be a case where maybe he, you know, uh, is STD free. Uh, it's hard to know. But, you know, it, I, I think you can, you know, basically bring up your concerns without the phone call and get answers. I don't think you have to worry. I don't think you have to stress yourself over the phone call and, you know, basically try to incorporate that into your uh quest to maybe get more information i think you can leave it out basically is what i'm trying to say but that's just me personally like but either way best of luck and and i have nothing more to add but yeah best of luck brianne either way you're gonna be okay yeah there's a there's a there's a lot in that to unpack there's actually some really good emails this week where it's not Mm -hmm. just like a simple like just ask her out or you know go just those are okay too yeah. Those are okay too. Those are good too, but I like the ones that are a little more challenging cuz it's like, you know what? You like me like you like meatier ones. Oh yeah. Cuz as a content creator, I'm like there's more content here. <laughs> oh, you're a content creator of a HIPAA approved software. There we go. Wow, you're this this podcast episode was just made for you. There we go. Wow. Okay, so I'll read I'm Jacob, right? You're okay. Jacob, yeah. So, nerds, I'm I'm in a relationship of three years. The man I'm seeing is not the father of my three children, however. He largely leaves parenting to me, which works for me. I wish he would do more things with them, but it's not the end of the world. One thing is that during dinner, he would take dinner and go eat in the living room while we ate in the kitchen. My kids always wonder why he doesn't eat with us. Even when we eat together during group events, he's visibly not comfortable. Why did you just write on the screen? Jacob, oops, Kayla. Okay, so... <laughs> Kurt just told me that the person's name is Kayla yes. and not Jacob. I If it was Jacob, that'd be cool too, whichever. Yeah. So, okay. Just, so I'm going to start that. over. Like, I, oh, so I'm going to summarize. Okay. So Kayla's been in a relationship for three years. Uh, she has three kids and she, he lets her do the parenting. Like I would think discipline and stuff, which is how I think it should be when there's a step parent mm-hmm. or kind of, kind of step parent in the, in the process. 
Um, she wishes that he would do more things with them. That to me is a bigger issue. But uh, one thing is that during dinner, you take dinner in the kitchen. My kids always wonder why he doesn't eat with us. Even when we eat together during group events, he's visibly not comfortable. I've never made an issue of it, but plenty of my friends have pointed out how unhealthy it may be. And I guess my question is, is it? I'm okay with it, but my kids seem to want him there. Would him not wanting to have dinner with us impact my kids in the long run? I know I could talk to him about this, but it seems to be a sensitive issue, and I don't want to bring it up unless I'm more confident that it's the best possible solution. Kayla. Sometimes, Kayla, you just bring stuff up because it bothers you. Um, you say that you don't really mind it, but it sounds like you might. And also, I think that's nice you're taking your kid's opinion into account. Yeah, it would. I don't personally, it would bother me if my partner wouldn't eat with us as a family. So... Mm -hmm. I mean, is he going in the, in the living room because like he has to do some work while he's eating dinner? I mean, maybe that's it, but I don't, unless there's something that's due like right then there's no real, I don't know the reason why he wouldn't be able to eat dinner in the kitchen. Does, does he feel crowded in the kitchen? Like, is there, does he want a bigger table? Would that help him? I, I, I don't know. Maybe he's just used to eating by himself. Sometimes people have issues with hearing people chew their food. It really, really bothers them. So I would just ask and say, you know, hey, I'd really like if you could eat dinner with us. You know, um, with, how do you feel about that? And just address it like that, because this is something that is is getting to be a big deal. Uh, and again, the the bigger issue I see is actually you wish you would do more things with them. So you can't make somebody spend time with kids. And sometimes people just aren't comfortable with kids. And I'm sure your kids are wonderful, but sometimes people just don't don't click with kids. But it bothers you that he that he's not doing more things with them. Now, if you're asking him, hey, how about you, me and the kids go out somewhere? And he says no. But then every time you're alone, he's like, hey, yeah, let's totally go out. Yeah, that that's an issue uh, because, you know, you and your kids are a package deal. So I think that's a bigger concern is that he's not doing more things with them when you ask him to do stuff. But maybe when you're alone, when the kids are at their dad's house, then he's totally available. Um, mm -hmm. But you know, it, it just seems like, yeah, I, th I think it pro may bother you more than you. Mm -hmm. And I would think that would it impact them in the long run? Like, are they going to get into hard drugs and stuff because of it? Probably not, but it does probably make them feel ostracized and may make them feel uncomfortable in the long run. We don't really know. Uh, but you know, your kids have said it's, it bothers them. So I would say, yeah, this is a this is a big deal, and and you don't want to bring it up unless you're more confident about the solution. You just say, like I said, hey, um, I really like if you eat dinner with us. What do you think? And then based on what he says, I think that'll give you your answer. Yeah, I I think it's a case where it sounds like uh, he's more comfortable leaving a lot to you, Kayla. But the problem also too is that. Um, when someone maybe wants to remove himself from a situation, maybe they kind of remove themselves a little too much. And it sounds like maybe that's what he's done. Maybe he feels like dinner should be something that you guys do exclusively. And maybe he's not fully aware that maybe that's something he is he, he should be a part of. And I kind of respect the fact that he does want to leave the parenting to you and he's not going to try to impose on that. But I think maybe he's removed himself a little too much. And I think you maybe might want to give him a little bit of a reminder of that, Hey, you know, you are a part of these kids lives and there is going to be a little bit of an involvement there. You know, do you have to discipline the discipline them or do these other things? Maybe not, but you should at least be at the dinner table with them. Um, well, I'm going to bring up something I just thought of. So, Kayla, I know your kids are wonderful and they're perfect, but could it be that maybe during dinner, one of your kids or have poor manners and they're chewing with their mouth open and it's really distasteful for him and he doesn't feel comfortable bringing it up with you? Is that possible? Yeah. Is, is it possible that your dynamic at the table, like he feels disrespected or um, do you guys talk about stuff and not include him when he has that? and eating dinner with you so i would take a look at that too i mean i know your kids are really cute and stuff and yeah. but it, it may be that something they're doing bothers him and if he leaves the parenting to you which again is appropriate does step here in his situation then maybe he feels like he doesn't really have a say in that and also maybe he's feeling like you that he doesn't really want to bring it up mm -hmm. so that's why you have to bring it up because neither of you want to talk about it yeah it should be pretty trust and uh, it's hard sometimes to do, but 
it's going to ultimately uh, help you guys in the long run to clarify what exactly mm-hmm. uh, it is that you guys, uh, you know, need to be at. So, yeah, um, I think that's it for Nerds in Love this week. So, okay. as always, people can uh, email us in at mailbag at com, And this time, I swear, I'll get uh, your names right. So, <laughs> But hey, uh, even if it was Jacob, the same the same advice applies. It does. It doesn't change. No. Um but yeah, feel free to email us at mailbag at threeingernerds.com and then also as well, uh you can always tweet at us or send us a Facebook message. Uh we're on social media there, Twitter and Facebook. I actually had one of the emails this week actually came as a Twitter direct message. So I thought, oh, you know what? I should probably remind people. You don't have to email. Maybe you don't want to open up your email client. Maybe you want to mm-hmm. just send us a message on Twitter or Facebook. You can do that too. Or you can go through Steps website too, stephaniesarkis.com. So just as yeah. a friendly reminder, if you don't want to email, there's other ways you can do it. I'm actually working to set it up with a voicemail system too, but it's a little tricky, but looking into it. So um yep with that said we'll uh see you all next time bye for now see you later bye